They think people watching CNN are only old people that are going to need to be in assisted living soon. No, there are older people that are going to be getting on their jets and fly into, you know, the south of France. For Monday, July 15th, 2019, this is episode 42, How Marketing is Failing the Modern Mature Consumer, Harleys and Jets versus Bingo and Go Fish. I spoke with Wendy Cooper, creative marketing consultant for the mature consumer and host of the Speaking of Age podcast. Wendy and I talked about the lack of marketing targeting older consumers and why this is a huge miss, as well as ageism in the advertising industry. Plus, Wendy's trailblazing background in direct response TV. We also touched on the opportunity for voice technology and marketing to score big with aging consumers. Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast. My special guest today is Wendy Cooper. Wendy is a creative marketing consultant for The Mature Consumer. She's host of The Wendy Cooper Show, Speaking of Age podcast, Conversations with Remarkable People Over 50. And Wendy is an entrepreneur. She's the owner of Easy Go Pro. Go time just got easier. I'm a big fan. Wendy has been a direct-to-consumer consultant for over 20 years. She is an absolute delight and wealth of knowledge about all things marketing, branding, DTC, TV, and aging. So welcome, Wendy. Hey, Emily. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I love talking about podcasting with you. You and I met on the Beancast a couple of years ago, I think yeah. it was. And I've always thought you were just such a, a delight on that show. And it's always good to talk to you. And now I think that you're such a delight on that show. It's funny. We're both fans whenever we're I was on the Beancast last week. And uh, I'm going, yeah, I hope Emily's listening. <laughs> of course, I always listen to your shows and, and your podcast, too. It's like the interviews are so fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're here to take today to talk about aging and marketing. And Wendy, what do you see as the number one problem reaching people over 50 on their terms when it comes to marketing? I think I think what's happened is that ageism is such a big thing in our society now because of the, the longer lifespans that we have. And agencies are filling their seats with uh, younger younger people. So when they're when that's happening, uh, you know, a 27-year-old or a 32-year-old, they can't really write copy or relate or do creative for someone who is 55, 60, 65 years old. They have a tendency to think of us as people who are where uh, have gray hair sitting around a bingo table at the local rec center, when in fact we are traveling, drinking fine wine, and, you know, looking and driving Harleys, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think the disconnect is there, is that agencies and, and marketing, they're, they're relying on their younger employees, their digital natives, whatever it might be, who don't, who cannot relate to a 55-year-old person who is still thriving and very vibrant. So they're not speaking to them the way that we want and need to be spoken to in, in, in marketing and advertising. That makes total sense. I mean, in 2017, 
63% of workers in advertising, PR, and related services were under 45. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That skews young. Yeah, Ad Age is always writing articles about it. Uh, and it's that's very young. You know, you can imagine... Um, someone coming in or a brand coming in and saying, okay, this is our target market, you know, as opposed to the safe 18 to 49 demographic, basically a rinse and repeat, just target 18 to 49, 18 to 49, that that's not going to get you anywhere if you're, if you're looking to target the older, more mature consumer. And the mature consumer isn't someone who, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, lines to be drawn, right? So if we're looking at aging, and we're looking at assisted living or places like this, you know, which is what we'll talk about in a little bit for voice, where voice well, comes in in a different and more unique way and a very helpful way in healthcare, right? But to people who are driving, I hate to use the, the, the example again, but driving their brand new Mercedes and they're saying Mercedes, you know, uh, text Emily kind of thing or Siri or I don't want to say the A word <laughs> because mine won't oh, go on. Right. Um, so so it's a whole different mindset. So if a brand is coming into an agency and the agency is basically assigning the this group of young people to that product that the brand is wanting to target the over 55 market, they're going to do it incorrectly. You mm. know, they're just going to do it incorrectly. So that's where that's where I come in as far as being a consultant for the mature audience because honestly, Emily, I've been in direct response for 25 years. And I came into direct response when I was tw uh, 36. Okay, I'm 64 years old now. I literally have been speaking to and selling to that consumer as they as they have aged along with me. So who to better have someone come come in and consult than someone who has been selling to that demographic for 25 years? And is one of them, so that's the shift, and 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 I and I see that there's a big gap. So the generational gap has got to come together. We have to have more intergenerational, creative, and uh, focus into this 60 million people who are are 50 plus. Right. Actually, more... let me correct that, Emily. 60 oh. million people who are between the ages of 50 and 70, not to 100. Mm. Okay. Right. Huge demographic, lots of money, lots, lots of, money. of money, lots of spending power. You know, it's similar with advertising that too often, especially with certain products like things related to cars, don't target women enough, but women make the majority of purchasing decisions. And if you're thinking about the consumer's wallet, why aren't you targeting this group more thoughtfully? And That's why right. is there this Peter Pan syndrome, much like the city of Austin? I love Austin, but it has that and advertising does too. That's right. And and they always have. So um, being in the DRTV space, infomercials, direct response space for so many years, since 1997, um, there was always kind of the problem. We always said, we're selling to women. The women, we're data-driven industry. I want to let everybody know that it's not just because of the digital age that we are data-driven and we understand the consumer mindset and where they're they're buying and purchasing and what they're purchasing, what average orders are and what CPCs, you know, our, our acronyms have been around for forever before there was website buying. Um, so we understand the consumer like that. And the, and the idea is that it's always been women who have been purchasing from television, always have been women purchasing from television. It's more women who go into the retail store that purchase also. So why aren't we speaking to them that way? 
right? Why aren't we really honing in? I used to say back in the day, I would say, I'm going to use Nutrisystems for an example, where, because I, I also did the creative and the production and the positioning and the media buying and all of that stuff. I would say, why aren't we doing a commercial that is focused towards men of this age, women of this age, you know, people who are more obese than, because it's so easy to go in and produce a, a book a studio and cast it and produce it so that now you have, they do it now, they have a men's target market, right? They have a woman's, but you know, 15 years ago, why wouldn't we be doing that? Because now you can run that advertising. So let's say this is really before digital and doing programmatic and doing all of that. But we can select the stations on television where we run that commercial that are more male-focused and the demographic that we want to hit, female-focused. It was just such an intelligent way to go about your media strategy. You know, and then it, it, it took a few years. And I think what, it, what happened was it took time for the digital thing to really um, – for them to understand that, well, I think it, it actually took programmatic, you know, where you could just go on there and say, you know, target this audience and blah, blah, blah with this commercial or this ad or whatever. Um, but anyway, that's that's how it really, sh I think that's how it really should be done. And that's really what probably they're doing more so today. But Emily, they're not targeting. The only place when you when you go on CNN, when you watch CNN, primetime CNN, you know, depends ads for for adults, mm. right? You know, the Viagra ads, the Botox for men, the Botox for women, everything because they think people watching CNN are only old people that are going to need to be in assisted living soon. No, they're older people that are going to be getting on their jets and fly into, you know, the south of France. Right, right like they need, they need an away bag. They need luggage. Exactly. Stuff like that. <laughs> they want something slick. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, and I feel like you mentioned programmatic. There's billions of dollars in ad fraud each year. That's not exciting to me. Um, I think, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about voice because yes. this is such a powerful way to reach consumers of any age. That is our natural first language, which is communicating through voice. Like, forget tap, type, and swipe. It's not ergonomic, especially not for people as you're aging. I don't even like using it. It's painful, like on your thumbs and you crane your neck over, and maybe you're growing in horns in the back of our heads, maybe. That was debunked. But yeah, with voice, that is such a powerful way to reach consumers. And so what do you think about that as far as what can marketers do, or should we be thinking about reaching, let's say, the 50 to 70 group? Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, you know, now that you, now that it's more prevalent and people are understanding the benefits of voice, and I think you have to take voice when it comes to the older, older generations, is that you have to kind of segment it out, right? You have to say that, you know, voice. Uh, I'll give you a great example. My father, remember, remember the everybody will remember this. Help! I can't get up, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I've fallen and, and I can't, can't get, get up. up. That's voice technology, basically. You know, Completely. it has the button. Okay, so my my father's ninety one years old. And he's on a in a scooter wheelchair and he lives in Orange County and he's got this jacuzzi outside. It has the cover on it, right? And he's zipping around his backyard and he bumps into something and his wheelchair, his scooter goes backwards, and he's on top of the jacuzzi cover. <laughs> and, you know, there's so many, there's funny photos of it, but it's really, he wears the necklace and he has the necklace, um, which sent help to him, 
right? But that that were the early days of, of really mm-hmm. voice technology because it's now going to talk to you. I think it talks to you. And now he can talk to it. So help can be sent. But so you're looking at it from a healthcare standpoint, more clinical standpoint. People are able as they get older and become elders and they need to be able to contact uh, loved ones or find out about their prescriptions or order their prescriptions. I think it's genius. This is probably why Jeff Bezos is working on the pharmacy kind of thing, right? He's mm. he's a smart guy. You know how I feel about him, but he's a smart guy because he blends everything together and it and it and everything leverages each other on on Amazon. So um, I think that that's genius and wonderful, especially in assisted living. Uh, I think. Um, being able to leave your loved one's messages if, as you get much older, right? You can just voice to text and send them. That that also takes getting that target market, those older people, to understand and use the technology. So that, that's a little bit of a of a mm, of, of well, a challenge of a challenge. It Changing is pretty habits. intuitive. I, I think it is pretty intuitive. I mean, you've seen videos where they hand a toddler, an iPad, or someone who's never touched a computer before an iPad, it's its intuitive. I would say voice is even more intuitive. Oh, I, I happen to agree with you. I think it's very intuitive. It's just that it's who is the intuiter teaching the person to be intuitive. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you have someone who's even afraid to, you know, I watch my father as he taps on his iPad, you know, and it's just a little bit different. But let's forget about them. Let's look at the real target market, which is the 50 to 70 year olds, which are, who are thriving, right? Mm-hmm. Who, um, you know, I've, I've talked to you in the past, I have wanted to start to do my 60 something Alexa voice uh, flash briefings, right? So I think that that's where, that's where, um, that's where it's at really is is and i don't think anybody is doing that right they're not giving tips of the day for people who are over 50 or over 60 and and bringing things to light through voice now my my other thing is that let's say i do that how do i get that message out to people this is marketing of my own voice first uh flash briefing so how do i really get that message out to people make them feel comfortable let them know that i am there every day for them. That's the challenge because people aren't really jumping into voice first on a ubiquitous kind of, um, you know, in, in a ubiquitous sure. way. Sure, that is the challenge. I mean, that's that's what I do, which is not only are we building voice skills and flash briefings and Google Actions and capsules, but how do we make sure that people are using them? And it is early days. So you have to draw attention to it on other platforms and you have to optimize discoverability and that's the best you can do. Discoverability isn't great right now. It's just not, but it will get there. I think the first person, and I'd like to hope that it's us, <laughs> um, and because I come from the television side, right? Or the content creation side, that as soon as you're able to create content, even a television ad, you know, even a, I, was a, I was the first person that took an 800 number out of a television commercial and put in a URL to just drive people to the URL. I'm not going to say when I did that because it was so long ago and everybody was in an uproar that there was no 800 number in the commercial. So, but if let's say I was to run a commercial for my 60-something Alexa, 
You know, if mm-hmm. I had that investment and I had that money to run that commercial, believe me, that would be the tipping point. People would start to say, oh, I get it, right? Hey, Alexa. It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's, I think that's what probably needs to happen be in order to lift the entire voice first industry, right? Bring mass awareness to it as opposed to right now, and please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but is anyone really doing that? As far as uh, mass awareness, key, yeah. Mass, well, you saw some in the Super Bowl. There was some, I thought actually it was a huge miss. There wasn't more talking, go go enable this skill. That's the new visit the website or download the app. Let's go get the skill. Yeah. Huge miss that there wasn't more of that. So we'll see more next year, I'm sure. Yeah. But we have to wrap at that point. So always love talking with you so much. You're just wealth of knowledge and passion. Um, Wendy, tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find me in a couple of places. Uh, WendyCooper.com, very easy, Wendy with an I at the end. That is uh, WendyCooper.com, speaking of age. So you can find all about me there. My episodes are there. Of course, my episodes are in podcast and on Facebook. I do some Facebook Lives, facebook.com slash cspottalk, the letter C, Spot Talk. Um, I do still have my C-Spot Run Productions website, which is my direct response uh, website, which I am updating, but it is still live. And of course, on LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn, the place that I love more than any place because I just love LinkedIn. So that's pretty much where you can find me. And you can, oh, you can find me on YouTube. I have every show I've ever done in the past nine years anywhere on, um, <laughs> on YouTube. And so people should search YouTube for Wendy Cooper, and that's Wendy that's with an right. I. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much, Wendy. It was great talking with you. Thank you, Emily. Hey, do you have an Amazon Echo device? Then you have to take advantage of Flash Briefing, the short daily news offering on Alexa. It's free and easy to set up. You can catch my daily briefing, the voice marketing flash briefing, Daily Beetle Moment, by going to bit.ly slash beetle flash. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-E-E-T-L-E flash, all lowercase. Or just search Amazon or your Alexa app for Beetle Moment Voice Marketing. My goal with this flash briefing is to fracture Alexa's rubric. Come check it out. Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast. Visit BeetleMoment.com forward slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.